The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared their dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 2 and 3, beginning on page 345. Why do the heathen so furiously rage together, and why do the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth stand up, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Let us break their bonds asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that dwelleth in heaven shall laugh them to scorn. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will rehearse the decree the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Desire of me, and I shall give thee the nations for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt bruise them with a rod of iron, and break them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye that are judges of the earth. Serve the Lord in fear, and rejoice unto him with reverence. Kiss the son, lest he be angry. And so ye perish from the right way, if his wrath be kindled, yea, but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise against me. Many one there be that say of my soul, There is no help for him in his God. But thou, O Lord, art my defender. Thou art my worship and the lifter up of my head. I did call upon the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I laid me down and slept and rose up again, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid for ten thousands of the people that have set themselves against me round about. Up, Lord, and help me, O my God, for thou smitest all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. 
and thy blessing is upon thy people. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighth chapter of the book of Genesis. Then God remembered Noah, and every living thing, and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the water subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were also stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained. And the waters receded continually from the earth. At the end of the hundred and fifty days the waters decreased. Then the ark rested on the seventh month, the seventeenth day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. So it came to pass, at the end of forty days, that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. Then he sent out a raven, which kept going to and fro, until the waters had dried up from the earth. He also sent out from himself a dove, to see if the waters had receded from the face of the ground. But the dove found no resting place for the sole of her foot, and she returned to the ark to him, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her, and drew her into the ark to himself, and he waited yet another seven days. And again he sent the dove out from the ark. Then the dove came to him in the evening, and behold, a freshly plucked olive leaf was in her mouth, and Noah knew that the waters had receded from the earth. So he waited yet another seven days, and sent out the dove, which did not return to him again any more. And it came to pass in the six hundred and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, that the waters were dried up from the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and indeed the surface of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the twenty-seventh day of the month, the earth was dried. Then God spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ark, you and your wife, and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds and cattle and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that they may abound on the earth, and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every animal, every creeping thing, every bird, and whatever creeps on the earth, according to their families, went out of the ark. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and took of every clean animal, and of every clean bird, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake, although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. <clears throat> While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. 
praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. You begin at the 24th verse of the 7th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered a house and wanted no one to know it, but he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For this saying, Go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she had come to her house, she found the demon had gone out, and her daughter lying on the bed. Again, departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, he came through the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech, and they pegged him to put his hand on him. And he took him aside from the multitude, and put his fingers in his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then, looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was loosened, and he spoke plainly. Then he commanded them that they should tell no one, but the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on the way, for some of them have come from afar. Then his disciples answered him, How can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven. So he commanded the multitude to sit on the, on the ground, and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to his disciples to set before them, and they set them before the multitude. They also had a few small fish, and having blessed them, he said to set them also before them. So they ate and were filled, and they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. Now those who had eaten were about four thousand, and he sent them away. He immediately got into the boat with his disciples, and came to the region of Dalmanutha. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. He hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, 
which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord God, who seest that we put not our trust in anything that we do, mercifully grant that by thy power we may be defended against all adversity. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about today's lessons. As we wrap up the, the story of the flood here, it's interesting that when the earth is fully dry here, it's on the Jewish New Year's Day. It is exactly one year from the day that 
you know, God first started talking to Noah about this thing. And, you know, we here have here the culmination of this thing. And we have uh, a cycle of the rains lasting four days. And then it, uh, apparently Noah rested on the mountaintop another 40 days until all the the water went down. And it's interesting that these the, the flood story is something that recurs through almost every culture around the world. You know, a lot of hay is made out of it, sharing, you know, similarity, similarities to the, the epic of Gilgamesh and these Near Eastern stories. But as, you know, the, the scholar um, Michael Witzel in his book on the origin of the world's mythologies says that there's flood stories even in Polynesia, you know, throughout the world, these stories recur. And so his hypothesis is that a flood really must have happened. It really must have occurred very early on in human development, where as humans spread out, we all contain the story because we all have this common, have the story in common with all of us. And obviously, if the story of Noah is true, it would make sense that every culture has shares a story because we are all descendants of Noah and his family. All of humanity traces its, its origins, not just to Adam and Eve, but it bottleneck, bottlenecks back down into Noah and his family and then spreads out. And this is God's desire after the flood here is for humanity and all of creation to flourish, to go out and multiply and be fruitful. And another interesting aspect of this, our, our, you know, account of the flood here is that it ends with God promising never to do this thing again. That's, if this was a made up story, this is a bold claim to say that God will never destroy the earth. This is a a promise, a covenant God is making with creation itself that he will never again visit this destruction on creation on behalf of the wickedness of man. That he, God says that man still has wickedness in his heart and he knows that we're still going to do wicked things continually, but he is never going to visit this destruction on the earth. He's made his point. He has given to humanity in its collective memory this event and then to go out and to, to multiply, to always remember this thing and to have it inform our decisions and our understanding of who God is. And obviously, most of humanity, even up until this day, forgets this this, the importance of this story, how human goodness and wickedness is intimately tied to creation and how God interacts with creation through people. And we see that played out in our New Testament lesson. You know, we have here a couple points about miracles to see. With the Syrophoenician woman, we see that her 
faith, her belief in God or in Jesus' ability to heal and her desire to help her daughter is what facilitates Jesus performing this miracle on his, her daughter, exercising her daughter of the demon. And this is an important thing to remember because oftentimes in, in Christian culture, it can become slightly confused in our minds that in order for a miracle to happen, we have to have absolute faith that God is going to do this thing. And we see played out time and time and again in the Gospels that it's not a belief that God is going to do this thing. It is more important a uh, faith that God can do this thing and putting our trust in God that whatever the outcome, we still believe in God. And it's not dependent on our faith. It's not dependent on if I believe hard enough that God is going to cure this disease, that it's going to happen. And if it, he doesn't cure this disease, then I didn't have enough faith. Our faith is not in ourselves. It is in Christ himself. And through him, the working out of these miracles occurs and not through us. And another aspect we see played out here is that these miracles are always done for a, in, in order to enable relationships. This is, he, he heals the woman's daughter because the mother asks. He restores the man's, or, or gives him the ability to hear and to speak so that he can enter into society that was unable for him to, to participate in, in the full, fullness of, of relationships with other people. He can enter into relationships in a new, more full way. He can now offer praise and thanksgiving that he could not do before. He was brought to Jesus by the people and to the people he returns, this new and transformed person. And in the feeding of, you know, of this additional group of people, this is the second account in Mark, and this feeding of this 4,000 is not only accomplished for people to be able to participate in communion with each other and with Jesus as the teacher who's leading these people who have been with him these, these few days. But he also has his disciples doing the work of setting out this stuff for the people. Miracles are for the community. It is done in communion and community with one another. And we participate in these miracles and in our ministry with Jesus. He works with and through us all the time. And he wants us to participate in his giving to other people, of feeding other people, of sustaining other people. So just some thoughts about today's lessons. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. 
More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. Then it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, Father John. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye Thank God. you.